celebrate our seventh year of sharing thoughts on the parasha, we're bringing you highlights from the collection. This Devar Torah was originally published in 5777. See Rabbi Avital Hochstein's whole collection in English and Hebrew at hadar.org slash Avital Hochstein. This is Rabbi Avital Hochstein of Machon Hadar, Parashat Mikitz, 5777. From the sons of Israel to Bnei Israel, on the power and danger of groups. One of the givens of Jewish tradition is that matters of holiness require ten people, as we see in the context of prayer. Different rabbinic sources try to locate the basis for this demand, and many sources in the rabbinic tradition of Israel connect the ten people needed for Minyan to the original, literal children of Israel, the ten sons of Yaakov, who went down to Egypt to get food due to the famine-plaguing Canaan at the time. We will examine one Midrash in Bereshit Rabbah and the way that it grounds the requirement for a minion from the verses about the journey of Jacob's ten sons in our parasha. The short group of verses that are the focus of the conversation are found at the very beginning of our parasha. The brothers of Joseph, ten of them, went down to obtain provisions from Egypt, and the children of Israel came to obtain provisions among the others who were coming, for there was a famine in the land of Canaan. The psukim seem redundant. At first, the brothers are described as coming down to obtain provisions from Egypt. Then, they are again described by the verses upon their arrival with the rest of the people who have come to Egypt. It seems that this unnecessary repetition is what allows the Midrash to expand the verses to be speaking to matters beyond the local and original context. Another detail in these verses is worthy of attention in the context of our conversation. It emphasizes the number of brothers, ten of them. Since Jacob's sons were twelve, there is need for an explanation. Joseph is absent as he is already in Egypt, and Benjamin's absence is explained in the verse. He remained home at the behest of his father, lest disaster befall him. But perhaps the most significant oddity in these verses is not the extra information, but the interesting terminology. At first, the men who go down to Egypt are described as Joseph's brothers, then they are described as the children of Israel. And this is the first time that we see the term children of Israel applied to a group in the present. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch highlights this moment in his commentary. This is the first time that they appear as the children of Israel. This is a fateful moment, he says. The entire future is enclosed in it. Let's turn our attention to the use of these verses to require ten for a minion in the Midrash that will be the focus of our conversation. Interestingly, it is a universal given that ten is the proper number for a minion, but there is a dispute on how to arrive at that number through textual analysis. On each side of the dispute, there is a two-tiered analysis. 
First, there's an open-ended verse that suggests that there need to be a group of people for things that demand a context of holiness. This verse is then followed by a second one, which defines the group as consisting of ten. And the Midrash says, How do we know that ten is necessary? Rabbi Simon says, It says among here, and it says among there. Just as there it is ten, so too here it is ten. Rabbi Yossi says, It says among those who are coming, which implies any number. Rather, it says children of Israel here, and it says children of Israel there. Just as there it is ten, so too here it is ten. The first verse in the analysis is from Vaikra. Do not violate my holy name, and I will be sanctified among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. This verse is understood as demonstrating that sanctification requires an audience of people, a congregation, a minion in context of holiness. Therefore, a quandary is raised as to the minimal number of people that this group needs to include in order to fulfill the definition of among. Following this quandary, there are two possibilities set forth suggesting teachings that the number is ten. They both use the verse from our parasha to arrive at that number, but they use it differently. Rabbi Simon focuses on the word among, which appears both in Bereshit and in Vaikra. Because this phrase appears both in the context of holiness and in the context of Joseph's brothers, Rabbi Simon sees an invitation to connect the two stories. We know that God is asking, demanding, aspiring to be consecrated, kadosh, among, and we know that Joseph's brothers were among, and since we know the exact number of the brothers, ten, we can learn that God is sanctified in a group of ten. Rabbi Yossi, however, evinces some discomfort from Rabbi Simon's analysis. The language of among in the verse of Bereshit doesn't refer to the brothers themselves, but refers to their presence among all the other people who are coming to Egypt. The Torah does not specify how many other people were coming along with the ten brothers, and it is these other people to whom the term among refers. Therefore, the term among is not helpful according to Rabbi Yossi, in determining that we need a context of ten. Therefore, he proposes an alternative. He bridges the verse about holiness in Vaikra with the number ten in Bereshit by means of the term children of Israel. This shift to the children of Israel is meaningful beyond the technical solution that it provides. It possibly enables us to fold in Rav Hirsch's understanding that calling Joseph's brothers and Jacob's sons the children of Israel at this moment is fateful and significant. Rabbi Yossi allows us to tie the original group of Jacob's descendants with his descendants throughout history, the future congregation and people of Israel, and invites us to see the initial ten as the seed out of which the holy people are required to publicly sanctify their God as a group, as the children of Israel.
whether you follow the exegetical preference of Rabbi Simon or that of Rabbi Yossi, what this Midrash presents is a tradition that ties together two apparently separate contexts. The troubled context of Joseph's brothers as a group and the holy context of prayer and sanctification in God's name. Why do Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Simon make this choice to locate the minion requirement in a group of ten that has behaved so treacherously, that has sold its own brother? Of course, the rabbis don't reveal the motivations and understandings behind these exegetical strategies. So all we can do is surmise. What is so surprising here is the choice of using a group that is known for doing something bad as the paradigm for the group of holiness, for a minion. And perhaps we can see in these verses an echo of a warning. Groups can do evil. There is no guarantee that any group gathered and unified will lead to positive outcomes or to holiness. And perhaps this warning comes out of the rabbinic interpretation as well. When people come together, even for an ostensibly holy purpose, and possibly particularly then, there is danger. There is danger that jealousy will lead to evil, danger that the voice of the majority will be silenced by the voice of the minority, and danger that once a group has coalesced and started to move together, the responsibility is dispersed and no one will take it upon themselves. Jacob himself reveals another danger that comes from people coming together as a group. As we mentioned, the reason why there are only ten brothers who go down to Egypt as opposed to eleven is that Jacob decided not to send Benjamin, lest disaster befall him. This rationale on Jacob's part raises a troubling question. Wasn't he concerned about the safety of his other sons? It seems that he is not. He is not concerned for the group in the same way that he is concerned for the individual. A group thus holds the risk of blurring the unique value of individuals. Alongside these warnings comes God's demand, Do not violate my holy name, and I will be sanctified among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. A close reading reveals that perhaps the presence of a group of an among enables greater sanctification of God's name. The danger implicit in forming a group does not override the tremendous potential for holiness that a group has. Moreover, when people join together as a group to sanctify God's name, there is also the potential for mutuality, that we will be sanctified by God. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. May we come together for holiness and the good. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.